Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. That sweet sound of the doob tube popping. I love that you call it a doob tube. What else would you call it? Uh, like a pop top. That dude, it's a doob tube. It is a doob tube yeah, through and through tube. Come on. I know. It's fucking cool. <laughs> I'm going to smoke this maybe. I'll smoke. What I want to finish f- this one too. Okay. What is the, oh, this is, uh, oh, Diablo OG from the IC Collective, which we got at that fucking skate event. And these were the dudes who were so fucking serious and for real. Yeah, they were the ones that I was like, oh, I'd fuck with you. Mm-hmm. There needs to be an adventure. Tell, okay, tell me. I got a Shark Tank pitch. Okay, wait. What? Hello. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> I got excited. Great to see you. Great to see you, too. How, uh, welcome to Weed and Grub, everybody. Oh, yeah. This is I a podcast everything. that we do. Uh, from quarantine currently about cannabis, comedy, cooking, culture, calling shit out, mm-hmm. uh, great fucking pops and dube tubes and cannabis. shark tank pitches. Yeah. Uh, Do you want to hear it? Yes. Okay. It is, um, you know how if you relight a joint and you have a beard and mustache, you know how you can't use the lighter to light it because your beard will catch fire? Okay. So I want to make a tiny little fire guard that you put on the end of the joint like almost like a pacifier barrier oh. on the joint so that i can safely light it and not catch myself a flame a beard shield a beard shield yes would you consider using a roach clip because i'm mm. pretty sure that's what those are for <laughs> i agree mm-hmm. except that's not my idea right <laughs> i like i like when ideas are mine i like the idea of having what would you make it out of first glass uh, glass would be cool. Mm-hmm. Plastic would melt. Pla- silicone is. I know. want it to be BPA free. Okay, so, so glass. Glass. Yeah, or wood might be cool. Like yeah, a wood but wood, that wood catches fire tan. just like oh sure. There, are, there are certain woods that you could use like teak maybe or purple heart that would be oh my that God. can withstand high have, temps. If I could have a purple heart barrier between my beard and a flame, that's exactly what I want to have. That would be like peak fucking hipster oh hang on a second was that gotta... god being like great idea <laughs> great idea hang on i have to turn off my stupid i always forget to do this because you know i don't know how your text messages are connected to your computer i got too many things on my brain to... yes I know. how many tags what's your tab quote let's talk about that oh what's your tab quantity per day on your computer how many tabs you got open at one time i like to open and close them individually yes. and keep things right and tight oh well, how about yourself this is so funny that you say this because you know the answer I you, do. <laughs> you look at my computer i always have an excess of 15 <laughs> it's insane. i it makes you crazy right because it, does. I it keep... feels like a million wires on the table just wrapped around you each other yeah this we are total opposites it's so funny like you i when i if i ever look on your computer you always have one window open and then you'll close it and you'll like reopen the application like you'll relaunch chrome 
to yes. actually look at something. Yeah. Whereas like if I'm looking at something, I just leave it open until I'm done with it. So more often than not, that means that I've got like three email accounts open plus whatever story I'm working on plus whatever sources for that story I'm working on. Plus your text like messages. Six fucking different windows plus yeah. whatever news outlet I happen to be reading that day plus maybe Hulu in the background. Uh-huh. And iTunes on deck. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. That's insane. Well, you don't have to look at it. It's, but even your like your computer and my computer are like I just love they it. They represent who we are. Yeah, yeah. This is my mind on a desktop. Yeah, mine is an exuberant mess at all times. And wildly more creative. They say like the messier your room, the more creative you are. Mm, I don't fucking buy that at all. You but think that was written by a messy room I writer. Think that was yeah, written by someone who just hated to clean their fucking room. Like they were married and they happened to have like a freelance job with psychology today and so all their articles are like doing the dishes actually shows a lack of sexual um prowess prowess Uh (laughs) yeah Yeah, they just justify everything (laughs) oh i don't pick up my socks because i'm actually uh emotionally evolved yeah people who are stupid pick up their socks way to get out of chores (laughs) those who cut the lawn are likely to fail by the time they're 50 Totally. <laughs> what so, a funny, petty yeah. freelancer for psychology today. I do remember the first time that I read that whole, like, you know, a clear desk is the sign of a whatever or the cluttered desk or whatever the fuck. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm super messy. I guess that means I'm just an amazing person. Uh-huh. Mm-mm. No. I always appreciated like, Lasting 15 seconds or less in the bedroom actually shows Mensa-like ideas. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. Exactly. I always appreciated my dad's study growing up because his place was like like a fucking jungle of plants and aquariums and like crazy like bones and weird stuff everywhere but his desk was always immaculate and what made me laugh so fucking hard was once like he used to like keep the paper that he was working on like this is pre-computer even he would like work with you know a pencil and like printed out paperwork and uh one time he left the paper on the middle of his desk and the cat was mad at him for some reason maybe he'd forgotten to feed her maybe we were out of town but anyway she went into his study where she wasn't allowed and she took a shit on the paper that he was working on. Oh, whoa. She was angry and did the most vile thing. Uh, what? Wow. Yeah, that was like a family story that we always had about that time that the cat... Where, so where did you bury the cat? Oh, Misty lived a very long time. She lived a good long After life. After that? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. No, that's like... She no. lived a good long life. Okay. Mm-hmm. What did he do? Shit on shit in her yeah. food bowl? <laughs> Go shit in her box. <laughs> I'm sure he thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sorry my desktop makes you... Oh, did you hear that story? Mm-hmm. That was my Canadian weirdness coming out there because I was talking about my, my childhood. Whoa, you even regressed vocally. Yeah, sometimes or not, maybe really, not regressed, but yeah. It's so funny to speak to like friends from home and fall into that sort of cadence. I can hear my Canadian accent come back a little bit. Like yeah. when I talk to Allison, you know, sometimes you'll hear me on the phone and I'll be like, oh, yeah. Eh? And then I'm like, oh. There it is. It's funny. It's like it's fun to picture like if they made Inside Out 2, uh-huh. it would be someone who's bilingual. Uh-huh. And that way like she has they have like a bunch of different brain characters going on. It's like mm, out of the way Canadian accent coming through. <laughs> adapting. Sorry, yep. sorry. Excuse me. Sorry, sorry. 
<laughs> that could be cool. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so, would the, do you like my Shark Tank idea? Um, of the beard shield. Yeah. Yes, I would like to see it made out of. I think like a beautiful wood, maybe with some embossing or an inlay, like a uh, an inlay that wouldn't be a conductor for heat, whatever that would be. So no problem. And it would be like peak hipster. It would be. Mm-hmm. Um, because also you can put funny sayings on it when you put it on there. Yeah. You can brand it. You could put your own face on it. You could be. You could make it beard colored so it looks like it's a thing on your beard. Yeah, totally. There's a lot of fun ideas for it. You could even make it so that it could sit in your beard like a hair comb, you know, for your hair. Like if you take it. Oh, hair, yes. Could, like, like a beret. Yeah. Put it in your beard. Somehow. I like it. I think this is totally fine and reasonable. Yes. And it also should be thin. Yes. Because nobody likes anything in their pockets. Right. Okay. Done and done. Cool. I think this is a very good idea. This is a good time. I just want to shout out um, Find Another Room because they sent me that hamburger grinder. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're going to be on the cool invention tip, I'll just slide it in right now and say thank you to Find Another Room. Their Instagram is at Find Another Room and they sent me a dope hamburger grinder. Fuck yes. Uh, I'll post about it. It's rad. I love a merch shout out. Can I shout out someone who sent me um, something? I just got to find the card. I wanted to shout out the Green Cannabis Company. Uh, I got a great package with like a hemp blunt, not filled, but like, um, you know, a dupe dupe tube, a hemp dupe tube (laughs) to put your weed in there Cool, and some other, uh, snacks and treats. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, they're in Canada maybe, but it's, they're at, at the GCC shop on Insta. Tight. Yeah. Ah, we got those in. Thanks for treats. Yeah. Treats are fucking everything right now. It's, I, I, I like not opening mail. Uh Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But right now I'm like, ooh, wee, who, AAA wants to talk to me? Wait, what do you mean you like not opening mail? I mean, I like like just putting it all down and setting aside a day to go through it all, like oh. a Sunday. Uh-huh. I don't like to open things up right away. Okay. Because they just take up my time and I'm like, no, you just because I see you doesn't mean I have to open you right now. Hmm. I don't like mail telling me what to do. Okay. So I like to set aside a whole day to open all of it. But right now, if MasterCard wants to kind of have a conversation, sure. I'm here for it. Let me make a new friend name adrian over at customer service triple a is here to sell you some insurance and you're all about listening right now i'll talk to anyone get at mike guys (laughs) he's he's vulnerable i'm very open right now (laughs) he's vulnerable to your wiles (laughs) your marketing wiles i am i start drinking a margarita and all of a sudden i just you know oh yeah i tip forward cheers cheers here's to uh cinco de mayo is that okay what do you mean is it okay hmm Mm. well the thing about Cinco de Mayo is it's not really a Mexican holiday. It's kind of more celebrated in the U.S. And it was um, made popular in the U.S. in the 1980s because of uh, advertising campaigns from beer and wine companies. And now, So it's not a real holiday? It's a manufactured beer holiday? It's not a manufactured beer holiday. It does mark an actual occasion, which was a battle of the Mexican army against the French army in Puebla at like some point when you know things were happening at during the war okay um in the 60s 1862 Mm. and it was a big deal at the time because the mexican army was smaller and they defeated the french army and it was a huge deal but it's not mexican independence day as a lot of people think that's what i thought it was yeah and that's why when i've been seeing like all these taco picks and all of these things i'm kind of like damn appropriation on top of appropriation like i don't i never want to get in the way of joy but i do want to be conscious of where my joy is coming from yeah it's it's definitely uh like a day to sell shit 
That's what it became. Like beer and tacos and Man, stuff. Man, fucking Mexico wins a battle that they shouldn't have won, and Anheuser-Busch rubs their hands together and is like, let's sell a little light. Yeah. Fuck, man. I wonder this year what the sales of Corona have been. Oh, I, yeah. I think, I think Corona's been hit really hard, obviously, during this fucking coronavirus pandemic. Of course pandemic. they have. So I wonder if everyone was buying, you know other mexican beers what did you make this margarita out of oh um it's fucking delicious it is delicious but i don't have any ice so it's warm which is upsetting to me but it's uh tequila fresh lime juice agave simple syrup because i don't have any triple sec and or just agave syrup and uh, a little orange juice the oj Mm -hmm. that's the move huh yeah you gotta have the orange Man, I like the OJ Splash. Mm -hmm. Fucking delicious. Tasty, right? I had no idea that's what Cinco de Mayo was. Yeah. Like, there's so many holidays, and I don't know which ones are real. Like, I feel like we're at the point where there's even, like, holiday fake news. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Valentine's Day is totally fucking manufactured. Mm -hmm. You know, Mother's Day is next weekend. Yeah. That feels like a time where you're supposed to buy stuff. Every year I call my mom and say, I'm not falling for this United States of America propaganda. And yet again, I didn't get you anything, but I love you. Yeah. I took a psychology course and it just proves I'm a better son because I'm not (laughs) falling for shit. So you should be proud of me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You sent me to college so that I'm suspicious of holidays and don't get gifts for you, even though the point would be that I'm thinking of you and not necessarily about the holiday itself, but still. I do. I do think that Mother's Day and Father's Day are nice. I do. I think that, like, just recognizing the person who, you know, changed their life to have you is not a bad thing. Even if you don't buy them anything, send them a fucking card. Call them and say thank you. Something. Agreed. Well, you you remember how she was my butt of the week last week for the positive thoughts that I did? Yes. So they listened to that episode, and you know how I was, like, joking that I grew feet inside my mom, Uh and I was (laughs) thankful about it? Which is pretty And I was like, that's so, such a strange fucking thought <laughs> that you grew feet inside your mom. So they ended up texting me after listening to that episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I got to find out. Where's the Are you pulling up text? a text from your parents right now? Yeah, hold okay. on. It's I'll here. Vamp. Oh, here we go. I found it. I found it. Okay. Hey, and this is from my father, Steve. Mm. Hey, just listen to your bud tribute to mom. Uh, your closing about growing feet inside her reminded us when she was pregnant with you and you used to kick her and push a foot out against her tummy and we would grab the foot and then you would pull it back in. It was like a nightly family game. Anyway, just funny thing to think about when you mentioned having your feet inside her. That's sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. That's fucking gross to me. Well, you don't like having your feet touched now, right? No. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) We traced it back. We traced it back so In utero. You were like, don't touch my feet. Get your fucking hands off my feet. I'm pushing against her like, get me out of here. Uh-huh. Get me out. And they grab my feet. And now I can't deal with anything being near them. You're having wow. like fetal meltdowns about having your feet touched. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Glazer. Mike Glazer. Mike Glazer is sensitive from like, you know, day negative 68 or whatever. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking funny as hell. Yeah. All right. Well, when they listen to this app, uh, just know... It's not your fault. Yeah. <laughs> don't. My my anti-foot situation is not because of you. You know, don't blame yourselves. Yeah, it's nothing that happened to you. You were just literally born that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Pushing against a fucking tummy like that. That's wild. It's so about. neat. Have you ever seen it happen? Uh, it makes me pretty uncomfortable. Oh, it's super, super, super cool. Yeah. If you ever have a pregnant friend and you like get to be there when the baby moves, it's pretty fucking neat. It's also creepy as fuck. Like, it's definitely not... Um, 
I don't know, like cute or anything. Like I remember the first time I saw it, a friend of can mine you see was, like the face? No, you can, but like, you, you can know. see you can see like an arm come through. Like it looks like a shark <gasps> fin through the water. I see. I can't do that because of movies like The Ruins, where you start it's, seeing like little like vines mm-hmm. climbing up the inside of the arm. Yeah, I don't think I could see like an elbow swim across a tummy. Yeah, it's crazy. I have a friend who has baby uh, twins and when she was pregnant with them and they were like tumbling around in there, she would show me and I was like, whoa, that looks mad uncomfortable Yeah, <laughs> for everyone involved. I get like sometimes <laughs> if I wear like a, if I wear like a 10 and a half instead of an 11 shoe, uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this is a nightmare. I can't imagine <laughs> like a size, a size child being yeah. inside you and you having to wear that. Isn't that crazy? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know at all. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm perfectly happy drinking margaritas and just toasting my friends who have the killed children. Yeah. I almost just called them children. Yeah, serious. Freudian slip there. (laughs) (laughs) Children. So glad for all of my friends who have children that I love and adore. Do you want to dig into the fact that you called them children? Nope. All right. You want to just move on? (laughs) Let's move on. Okay, great. Just keep swimming. Um, what else? <laughs> Got any food news? Got any subjects we can move on to? Well, thinking of Cinco de Mayo and all, all of the tacos and, uh, being made right now, mm. we do have a lot of like corn tortillas. I'm more of a flour tortilla kind of a guy over yeah, corn. Yeah, that's so weird. You don't like flour? What's your... Wh- uh, corn all the way. Always. For any taco situation. Yep, always. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it because I grew up on flour because that's what the Midwest is all about? Or Maybe. is it the fresh corn? Like, what is a corn to you? Yeah, it's the fresh corn. In fact, I was just watching, wasn't it Top Chef where they had to do a taco challenge and someone used a flour tortilla and all of the judges were like, oh, you went with the flour. Mm. And they, you could tell that they were all just like super like yeah. unimpressed. Padma just gave that icy look of, yeah. you don't deserve to be here. Yeah, where I her can't like, upper wait. lip just twitches. Yeah. She just narrows her beautiful eyes. <laughs> and you just feel so judged. Yeah. Yeah, because well, I think what really changed my mind, I'd never had great tortillas until my friends Mike and Katie came back from Mexico where they had like traveled around in their van and they brought back a, a press and fresh masa and they were like just making them at Burning Man they were like cool. rolled up and they were, it was like the whole thing was very fucking you know hipster but also like really fucking cool and I had my first like handmade tortilla that I'd ever had from a white person at Burning Man oh my god <laughs> sorry but that's true that's it that really is where I had my first good tortilla yeah I'm and not gonna I pick on you like the situation is the situation <laughs> yeah. it's just it is what it but is but now living in LA I mean Good Lord, like, how could you possibly prefer a flour tortilla when they're making such fucking perfect corn tortillas fresh all the time? That's my problem, is that I love a flour more than a corn. <gasps> and it's be- I know it's because I just was raised on, you know, whatever that Aztec brand is of, like, sure. puffy f- flour that lasts forever. I was raised on the hard shells. Taco? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Those, I, I haven't even seen one of those in, like, 20 years because they make sure. no sense. Yeah, my mom would get the kit. You know? The taco, the El Paso the kit. taco kit. Mm-hmm. Fuck With yes. the seasoning packet and the yes. taco shells. And there was like the little kind of, not even salsa. I guess it was kind of attempting to be hot sauce, but it was just kind of sweet and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so... That was taco kits. night at my house. It was like shredded iceberg lettuce, the ground beef and the seasoning. There is something so heartwarming about like a mother or father who are making dinner for the kids that night and they have the kit and they're just like... Okay, oh, we're gonna can, do this. Yeah, we're gonna get this together. It's all right here. All you gotta do is brown the meat. Okay, 
I'm making tacos. Yeah. Yeah, right? Meanwhile, yeah. like the best one in LA is somebody turned a shopping cart over, found a hot plate, and then just, you know, brought <laughs> their family's history to bear in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Fuck nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God the, my damn. favorite place to get, do you have a favorite taco place in LA? Uh I do but I there's but the caveat to that is that um I need to go to a couple places that just popped open. Yeah 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 for yeah. sure. There's a couple that when when we open back up and mm-hmm. I feel comfortable going there I'm really looking forward to a couple places. There's a place next to a car wash in Echo Park where they do the pastor and they do this crazy pineapple thing. Have you seen that where they slice the pineapple off the top? And have then you, they catch it in the taco? Yeah. It's fucking cool. It's so fucking cool. And it happens so fast. And you have to order quickly and get the fuck out of the way. That's what I love the most. I made the mistake of like lingering and not knowing what I wanted. And I, they were like, get out of the way. Like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> know what you want, order it, and then stand aside. And we'll hand it to you. And then go away. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, what do you think is good? And they were like, fuck off. Yeah. I don't know. what. And then you look at someone behind you. Have you? been here before oh my god like, lady move <laughs> your fucking uneducated ass out yeah. of the way that's yeah. so fucking funny i i love a flower over a corn you love a corn what about on the insides i will say this about tacos and how i currently feel about them mm. i like the slaw more than i like the meat i would say more times than not okay i look forward to a delicious crunchy topping inside there more than I do sometimes the al pastor itself. I feel that definitely with a fish taco, I like like a battered piece of fish with the crema and a really crunchy kind of spicy slaw. Mm-hmm. That's heaven. Yeah, I could. Yeah, the slaw. That's what it is for me. The slaw. Totally. Sure. Do you have a good slaw recipe? I do. My friend Amy actually just called me to share it with me because I had texted her to ask and I can share it with everyone right now because it's so fucking delicious. Yeah. Highly recommend making it. When we were on the boat together, Amy used to bust this out and serve it up with some fresh fucking salmon and um, it was the shit and now I can't find it. But anyway, basically it's, um, you make it, oh here it is. Uh, nope, here it is. Mayo, you mix mayo with um, rice wine vinegar and chipotle powder and fresh cilantro and minced onion and then squeeze a little orange juice in and that's the dressing and then you toss cabbage in that and let it sit for like maybe half an hour. That sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Well, again, the splash of OJ. Yeah. What a unsung hero in the splash world. It sweetens it up just a little bit. And if you're not using rice wine vinegar, um, you can use regular vinegar, but then you want a little more OJ in there to sweeten it even more because the rice wine has that sort of like seasoned sweetness. This sounds delicious. Yeah. It's so fucking good with a piece of salmon or in a taco. Yeah. So good. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, this this is what I'm talking about. This yeah. is why I'm fucking horny as hell for this kind of food. I will say that I had a fucking taco that I still think about sometimes that was like from a place called like Brooklyn Tacos at the Fulton Street Market maybe in New York. And it had like kale and butternut squash. And it was just like, you know, in no way uh, an authentic taco, but it was a delicious bite. That sounds so good. It was good. It, it'd be very... Can I pick on you for a second? Totally. Please pick on me. Make fun of me. Okay. So your first flour corn tortilla was at Burning Man made by white people, mm-hmm. and your favorite taco is kale and squash. I'm an asshole. <laughs> I I know. I've, I've also had very fucking good authentic tacos that I dream of all the time, and like great fucking tacos in street food in LA. But those were both just delicious, and they kind of changed my, my palate a little bit. You know, those moments. Thank you for letting me... Pull that out. Mm-hmm. You know it's from a place of heart, right? Yes, I absolutely do. Okay, I, good. I don't feel attacked. Okay, good. I deserve to be made fun of for that. Okay, cool. That's like peak fucking Newfoundland girl. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, the best taco is this kale and butternut squat. No. 
<laughs> like yeah that's like we go to italy finally like we want to and there's like oh do you want to go to the grandma restaurant or do you want to go to the applebee's and it's like well the applebee's has spaghetti too yeah let's just go get that <laughs> yeah i wouldn't do that to you but yes no. it is akin to that for sure yo fucking speaking of i know that we're all over the place right now yeah but i just want to congratulate us because oh. bon appetit took our idea and made it into their most recent YouTube video with Claire making tater tots. I am so fucking, they're stealing from us. Uh, Claire, we see what you're doing. Yes. And we already made tater tots. We with did our it right. Teeny Hot Plate concert with Ali Lou that on is YouTube on YouTube. Right you can go and look at the live thing. So thank you, thank you, thank you for the homage to us. Mm-hmm. It feels great, especially because I love Claire. Uh-huh. Uh, I think who, I think she's probably my, one of my, she is one of my favorite Bone App personalities personalities yeah and for her to see our idea and want to do it her way is uh it's an honor and i just <laughs> think you almost got there you almost got to the same level as us and that feels great i haven't seen the tater tot video it's fucking good but i do it's so good claire is so uh incredibly dedicated and and also patient and funny but also uptight and precise she's like a perfect storm of quirks and her recipes and the gourmet makes series blows my fucking mind yes yeah she's so in this one they also make a tater tot casserole using short ribs and tomato and um and uh uh uh, mushrooms okay and like they each serve themselves like a dollop sized portion of it and they're like this is delicious but that's definitely enough that is rich as fuck and so like now i want a tater tot casserole Uh, we have some short ribs that we need to eat we do yeah there's frozen i got them on sale it was like one of the last things before lockdown that i saw on sale at uh when i was shopping for everything else and i was there was a dude in front of me and he was buying them in bulk and i just bought them i've never even cooked short ribs but they looked so amazing i've never done it either yeah i have no idea what to do besides get high and fuck around i think i have four pounds of Of short short ribs ribs. yeah are we gonna open a taco stand we're gonna fucking open that shit up and smoke some weed and have a great time damn yo just like i did last night with that fucking curry that i messed around with for like five hours i was in the kitchen forever you were yeah it was cool i was trying to make that japanese curry that i saw on munchies and i completely fucked it up no <laughs> you it did it a long time to it's fix delicious it. it's, it's good so now. fucking good what do you mean you fucked it up i fucked it up because i thought i followed the recipe but it was from memory and i missed like two key steps and then under seasoned it and anyway i fucking blew it but i fixed it and that's the best thing about curry is and i love like food hacks like this things with like curry you can fix well, I guess there, there are fixes for almost everything, right? Like you can fix a broken sauce, you can re-emulsify things, you can adjust seasoning. You almost gave yourself a compliment and then you stopped halfway through <laughs> and started justifying scientific types of things you can fix instead of following through with how good you did. I did okay. And it's <laughs> uh, the curry tastes fine. And it's, you know, and I used up a lot of weird old vegetables that had to be used, which that was, was my favorite part. thing. Yes. Yes. That was awesome. Like all those onions had to go. Yep. All that broccoli had to go. Yep. Fuck. It's really tasty. Thanks. You, you, you tried it and you came into the uh, other room and you had a big old frown on your face and mm-hmm. you're like, not for me. And yep. then came back like two hours later and you're like, okay. And then by the end of it, fucking stealing bites all night. Yeah. It was awesome. Thanks. I think I've, yeah, pulled it off okay. So the two steps that you missed, though, was one that wasn't even possible. So that's not even fair. Well, no, it's not impossible. She did an immersion plate. So she caramelizes um, the onions with apples and adds dashi. I can't remember the chef's name. Do you remember? I think it's uh, Kristen. I, maybe. I, it's Munchies, and she was going to open a restaurant called Fury in that's, New York, and it's on hold right now. That's right, yeah. And she... Uh, 
shows this like this very basic kind of comfort food Japanese curry recipe where she's like this is a way to use all of the stuff that you have like all of your root vegetables and everything and so you caramelize the onions and the apple with dashi and then there's an immersion blender step that I missed where I didn't blend stuff and then I also fucked up the seasoning because I added the curry to the chicken and let that hang out in the fridge instead of adding the curry to the onion mixture and letting it kind of like roast up and kind of get um, aromatic in the pan. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. then if it's under seasoned at the top from jump, mm-hmm. were you just slowly adding more and more curry powder to it and letting that simmer and then adding more and letting it simmer and just building the flavor that way? Yeah, it took fucking forever. It was, <laughs> I would have lost any fucking challenge ever. Like it was, yeah, I was very slow. That's a funny idea. Mm-hmm. Like all day chopped. And it's like, you have 24 hours <laughs> and these six ingredients well, to come up with always, anything you feel like. I always think about people who run the marathon, but not for time, just to finish. And they come in like when it's dark and everyone's gone home. Yes. That is often me in the kitchen. Like yes. I'll be in the kitchen for like four or five hours just trying to get something right. But it's I do that for the same reason that those people run the marathon. It's like it's not about getting there at a certain time. It's about enjoying the journey. You know, it's exactly so what I'm cooking's about. Totally, that person who shows up like when they've taken down the banner and there's not even anyone keeping score. Mm-hmm. And then you have that nice drive home alone mm-hmm. through the darkness, where you just kind of replay the fact that you finished it, and you yeah. have a moment to yourself in the stillness of the world to enjoy your accomplishment. Be like, I did that. That's great. Yeah. See, cool. Yeah. You're a marathon cooker. I guess so. It's awesome. Very well, slow You one. can equate that to so many things in the world. Like the more we're, the beautiful thing about this quarantine for me is the more time I'm spending in the kitchen, the more I'm applying those same principles to life yeah. right now. Yeah. Just because life, time, time is not real in life. So the fact that you spent five hours last night doing something like that and it came out so tip top. I I love the idea of like that's how you create art or writing or comedy Mm -hmm. or draw or learn to play piano like it's all the same principles and it's truly only uh, an option for me because I don't have other stuff going on like if I had kids you know if I if I were like trying to get a family fed they would starve (laughs) like I would be like sorry guys we're eating at midnight it's just gonna take me two more hours to roast this chicken or whatever the hell like there's you know I have the luxury of time because it's just me and sometimes you yeah you know and uh and that's great and I very 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 much am aware of that and I cherish it and I'm also so fucking appreciative of my friends who do have kids and are feeding those families and are putting like consistently great food on the table right you know sure I'm just really aware of how privileged I am to spend fucking five hours in the kitchen making a dumb curry I hear. Mm-hmm. Word, 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 word. You know? I do. Like for anyone out there who's like just fucking trying to make it interesting for everyone trapped in a house together and not have some screaming meltdown, great job. Yo, word. Seriously. Yeah. There you needs know? to be there needs to be no contact pickup for kids yeah. right now. What do you mean? Like how like do you... Like you can drop them off somewhere? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no contact. It's like uh, 48 hours of no no kid contact. No contact pickup, and the kid just goes somewhere else. Ugh. And then you just have like 48 hours to take that bath, uh, work on that thing, have time to yourself. Just sleep. Watch Dave. Mm-hmm. Sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dave, huh? Yeah, I love okay. that show. I fucking shouted it out. I watched the first app, and I thought it was pretty fucking good. It's good. Mm-hmm. If anyone out there is looking for something to binge binge. Lil Dicky. You know, I interviewed him. Who? Lil Dicky. Really? Mm-hmm. When I was at Why High Times. Who? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How was that? It was great. Really? Yeah. Do you want to say anything more? Uh, like, what's his vibe? He seems very nervous. 
No, he was pretty. He was pretty chill and confident and feeling good. Like he had just come out with his album where he like rapped with Snoop and shit, and he rolled through the High Times office to. Uh, and I think that story is basically addressed in the first episode of Dave, where he gets the like famous rapper to rap on the track with him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his Snoop story, basically. I didn't put that together because yeah. that Snoop song is fucking banger. Well, he just has a verse. Wow. Yeah, and it's a, it's legendary, but he's literally interviewing to be in the rap yeah. like at stratosphere. He's interviewing. It's a job Snoop's interview. interviewing him. Thank you. Yeah. But why, why am I? <laughs> so how many words are in the words? <laughs> anyway, he rolled through the High Times office right when that had come out and he was feeling really good about it and he was neat. I got to talk, talk with him about, you know, a few things for a few minutes and it was cool. Fucking rad. Yeah. Speaking of high times. Yeah. Can, oh. we, can we make that our Grub Lick Gazette? This week? Yes. Okay. Okay. So. High times, baby. Grublik is at news of the week is as reported by the New York Post. It was on page six, which is their gossip page, which I thought was an interesting way to report this. Stormy Simon, who was the newly appointed CEO of High Times, who took over in January. Oh, so sorry. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I'm okay. All my weed smoke is going right <laughs> at Mary Jane. Um, Stormy Simon took over after... So there was a dude named Craig Fox, who was the CEO of High Times for like nine months last year. Baby length. And he kind of like unceremoniously resigned. And then Stormy Simon took over. And she had been like the CEO of, I think, Overstock, maybe? Yes. And she took over in January, and I was actually just featured in a magazine with her. We were across from each other on the on the mm, center spread. You were before her. We were across from each other on the center spread. Zoe Wilder was in there too. Yo. It was like influential women in cannabis. Very fucking cool to be included. And um, anyway, Stormy was in there, and she like I shouted her out on Facebook, and we said hey. And anyway, like two weeks later, she resigned. Another resignation from High Times. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She's out. Stormy Simon is no longer CEO at High Times, and according to the New York Post article, nobody's answering emails or phone calls. So oh my gosh, nobody really? Nobody knows what's happening over there. I know that they're opening dispensaries. They're moving yeah. into the dispensary racket now. Yeah, that was a big fucking news story a couple of weeks ago. They sent out a big press release because they've acquired a group of dispensaries. There are 13 dispensaries. They're going to start doing business this summer, evidently. But then the New York Post article about Stormy Simon resigning says that there's like a done deal for maybe five of them and then the other eight have yet to change hands. It all just sounds like there's a lot going on over there behind the scenes that we don't know about. No, we don't. So. No, we don't. Can I ask you an on-pod personal question, please? Sure. Do you get a lot of DMs from people or snaps or messages asking for the tea when it comes to high times because you were there for so long? I don't get DMs, but I get asked about it. A lot? All the time, for sure. It would bug the fuck out of me. I'd be like, yo, you should ask <laughs> someone besides me all of these things. You don't even work there anymore. I don't work there. It doesn't bother me because I think people sort of just want to know, like, what is up with this legendary publication that has been part of my life for so long? Like, so many people have, like, used High Times as their grow Bible, their, you know, their fucking way of keeping up with the cannabis culture, the counterculture, you know? It's like, it's a really important part of a lot of people's lives, and they care about it a lot, so they want to know. Yeah. So I don't mind answering what I do know, but what I do know isn't much right now. I can tell you about when I was there. Right. And I haven't been there in two years now. I, so. man, yeah, I just don't like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Sure. Thank you for a much more eloquent answer. Yeah, no problem. I mean, you Without know, me putting upon you. I, th- I will say, like, I, I'll always say this. When I was there, it was a family-run business. Um, the folks who were running it, Michael Kennedy was the chairman. And Michael Kennedy and his wife, Eleonora Kennedy, 
uh, ran it with a, a family of Tom Forsad, who founded the magazine in 1974. So it was like a family-run biz. And then Michael Kennedy passed away in 2016, and then the company changed hands shortly thereafter, and you know things have never been the same. You know. No, they've been very different. Very different. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was an interesting story. I was like, oh, New York Gossip is reporting that there's been yet another shakeup. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Wow. I wonder if they put it in that area, if their PR placed it there so that it could just slide under the radar and just be a little bit of that's, fanfare. That's not under the radar. I don't know. The I'm New trying York to Post? think. I'm trying to think of like the reason you would want to leak it to the gossip or you would want that release to be on the New York Post page six gossip instead of uh, Business Insider. Oh, I don't or think that was else. High Times PR leaking it. Oh, you don't think it was like it? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure someone else leaked it. I see. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I don't think that was High Times being like, we want this in the gossip pages. I'm pretty sure they were probably not not too chuffed. Okay, got it. See, I'm sorry. I just started watching season five of Billions. And oh. so my fucking dumb cis white male Neanderthal brain is like, 4D chess. Here's what I would do in this situation as a business mogul billionaire. Yeah, I'm sure someone who wants high times to like kind of struggle and like feel the pain a little bit was like, I'm going to leak this. Yes. Oh, it was a knife turn. Sure. It was definitely a chess move of some kind, right? Right. It always is. When anything's in the press, everything's a chess move in the press. Absolutely everything. (laughs) Don't trust what you read. (laughs) (laughs) Except when it's about us in Forbes. Yeah, Yeah, because we in Forbes. Boom, boom, bop. Yeah. Um, Ooh, word. I hear you on that one. Yeah. So I don't know. I do know that it's very interesting to sort of continue to watch everything unfold. And I do hope that they manage to you know, recover and, and write the ship because, you know, they've shuttered like a lot of magazines. They bought dope. They shuttered that. They bought culture. They shuttered that. They're now not, you know, um, putting out the mag, the High Times magazine anymore. The yeah. High Times magazine. They're not putting out High Times anymore. You know, they furloughed a bunch of employees. Our friend Danny Danko is... What's his new podcast? Moved on. So yeah, fuck Danny Danko. Shout out Danny Danko, senior cultivation editor at High Times for like 18 fucking years, knows everything about growing weed, buy his fucking book and listen to his new podcast, Grow Bud Yourself. That's it. Which oh, is a I like, play on yeah. Go, yeah, go fuck yourself. Go grow bud yourself, Danny Danko. You can join uh, his Patreon. Cool for access, and uh, I think it might be streaming on Spotify as well. And he just dropped his first app with Kyle Cushman, who is the grower behind the legendary strain Strawberry Cough. Yes, he is. No shit. Yeah, and follow Kyle on Instagram too for some beautiful fucking bud porn and Danny Danko for everything that's good and weed. And listen to his fucking podcast. That's fucking cool. Shout out Danko. Grow bud yourself is a tight name. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why pay forty percent tax in California when you can just like set up closet shop? Grow bud yourself. Globe. <laughs> <laughs> It's, yeah, what is, is 420 going to become the sink, like when federal legalization happens, Mm -hmm. okay? Let's say that that is on May 19th next year. Okay. And then that day becomes like legalize it day or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that going to get Cinco de Mayo'd? into the stratosphere by people like MedMen who are just going to be like, that's right, so today we have a 40% off special. That means no tax on our overpriced weed. Come get it because it's legal all over the country and celebrate with us. An established dispensary, that's kind of a ripoff. That's me saying that, not you. Okay. Is is legalization <laughs> going to get Cinco de mayo I lost track of the question. You're saying is legalization going to be celebrated on the day it goes federally legal in perpetuity as opposed to on 420, which is the stoner high holiday? Yeah, and then corporations are going to take it over and ruin it. I mean, corporations have already taken over 420 to the best of their 
to the best of their ability. Sorry, my brain just stopped working for a second. It's okay. I started doing voices and I'm pretty stoned, so I'm sure everyone tuned out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, corporations try to co-opt everything. They tried to co-opt fucking Pride. They've tried to co-opt 420. They've, you know, cannabis corporations are like totally into fucking doing the Anheuser-Busch thing with all of the, you know, weed stuff. Man, I hate that shit. You make me think of how cool Pride was because we live in West Hollywood and how dope the parade was. And then all of a sudden it's like Delta Airlines is marching in gay pride in West Hollywood. We are here for you. Inclusive, supportive, fundraising. (laughs) For this one day. For this one day. (laughs) And now I'm getting emails from Delta like, hey man, we care a fuckload about you. So if you want to like get a trip to Italy now for the future at any time, just like if you could cut us like a check for 300 bucks, that would really get us out of this jam we're in right now. Don't forget, we're your friend. We're Delta. Fuck Delta and fuck all of those fucking airlines that got bailed out. Roxanne Gay, such a good follow if you don't follow her on Twitter was just uh, calling out I believe it was Delta but anyway go check her Twitter to find out which airline it was but there it's was all of them some airline that wasn't giving a refund to some nonprofit org that had like booked some event and the nonprofit is now folding because they can't get the money back that they spent on these plane tickets for an event that didn't happen fuck no yeah, and they're like, can we get our money back? And the airline, whichever it is, is like, mm, sorry, it's no, against our policy. We're mobsters. We're yeah. white-collar mobsters. Nope, fuck, fuck all the airlines. Yo, you know what one is doing right now? What? On the airline tip, one of them is charging an extra $50 to have nobody in the middle seat next to you. Okay. So if you want safety and social distancing while you have to fly, there's an upcharge to have legit physical distancing in the air. Uh, do the people on the aisle and the window both pay that $50, or do you split it? Each, I don't know because I wouldn't do it, so I don't want to say what I think it yeah, is. Yeah, you wouldn't fly right now, right? Right, but the point <laughs> is, the point is, is that like they're already saying like um, there's a death upcharge, oh, right? Or a, an avoidance of death upcharge. Right, right, right. There's like a danger upcharge. Yeah, yeah. Fucking a disease upcharge. Disease upcharge. Virus upcharge. You're nailing it. Something. <laughs> Fuck those guys. I wouldn't fly anyway right now if you didn't have to. You know, like if I truly had to for a family emergency, of course I understand. But like, I'm not going to Hawaii. There was just a couple actually. I was reading about. They went to their uh, planned honeymoon in Hawaii and just ignored all of the quarantine measures. They checked into their hotel where the hotel staff, I guess, let them check it. I didn't even know hotels were still open, but. They got to their hotel and checked in, and the hotel staff was like, okay, so here's the deal. Like, everybody's under lockdown. You can't go out. Like, you need to get stuff delivered to your room. You know, enjoy the view from your balcony. And they were like, okay. And then they, like, went up to their room, showered, changed, and, like, went out and hit the (gasps) beaches. And anyway, they came back to the hotel, and the employees were like, okay, so you heard us say you can't leave, right? So please go back to your room and stay safe, and we're in lockdown. And they were like, okay. And they went up and they changed and showered and went back out again. And then they came back and they were arrested. Yes. Yes. They were arrested. Fuck yes. (laughs) Right? Fuck yes. Because it's fucking annoying. Like, I think that, um, you know, it's really interesting to have friends who are like on my Facebook feed who are anti-lockdown and over quarantine and over are sort of like it. openly saying that. And I'm like, I get it. I get that you're fatigued. I get that you're stir crazy. I get that you hate looking at the person that you're quarantined with. I get that you need to get out, but like, it's important to stay in now. Yes. It's important. Yes. Please stay inside. Until- I feel like everyone that we know and is listening to this it's like reasonable, smart people who are staying inside. Yeah, of Like, course. I feel like this is a preach to the choir Only pod. the best people listen to this podcast. Fucking, yeah, they do. There's a Pulitzer. <laughs> did you hear about the podcast 
listener Pulitzer? Oh, everyone gets one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Weed and Grub fans, all podcast Pulitzer listener winners. Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty sweet. <laughs> but you know, like, yeah, there is definitely like, there are people, there are friends of mine who, yeah, I mean, I talked about this on the last podcast, on the last episode where I was like, I just had to unfollow. So I was like, mm, I can't, mm, I don't want to listen to you talking about, you know, how you're happy that there are these protests happening. That makes me insane. What about Caitlin Perry? What about Feel the Fight? We need to talk about Caitlin Perry, Shoot People, uh, our friend Caitlin, who's an incredible photographer. Uh, A lot of our IG has her photos on it. Fuck yes. Yeah. She uh, is right now working with a nonprofit called Fuel the Fight. And there are different chapters. There's Fuel the Fight LA and NYC, and you can follow all the different chapters on IG. And they are getting donations to buy restaurant food to give to emergency workers, first responders, hospital workers, all that kind of stuff. Can you say it one more time, please? So they're getting donations. Okay. And then they're going to local restaurants and buying food from those restaurants to keep the restaurants in business. So donations going to small businesses. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the, those restaurants are feeding nurses, doctors, firefighters, first responders, people who are essential workers. Fuck, yes. Grocery store employees, you know, like people who need to be fed. Yeah. And so the money is being funneled through local businesses that also need an infusion of cash to stay open right now because restaurants are suffering terribly. What's the fucking name of this? Fuel the Fight. This is dope. Yeah. That is like the idea of like beautiful humanity it's really cool and they've raised tens of thousands of dollars for every chapter and i think the um la one is really getting off the ground and going strong right now but they could use a lot more help you know since our federal government is fucking up and not monetarily supporting yeah uh the country <laughs> yeah the uh, i can picture in my head somebody like that getting a meal from a restaurant that's made for them and mm-hmm. plentiful and like hearty and like cooked with love that is coming from the right place and then eating that like a good meal from a restaurant makes the world to me it means the world to me yeah it's fucking awesome fuel the fight follow them donate if you can and if you can't just spread the word you know share one of their posts in your instagram story it's like that's all it takes it's not much yeah this is man we know good people yo. yeah we do speaking of good people my friend charlotte today got in touch to say that she's been sprouting stuff at home what do you mean um she's just getting like <laughs> mung beans and shit and she's just sprouting them and then putting on her salads and i didn't really know that this was a thing that you could do is sprouting like a tiny garden is that what well, a small garden is called sprouting yeah i was like i didn't know you were a gardener can you come over and help I'm me a with bit mine? more of a sprouter because i just well i've just bought rosemary and basil because i'm so tired of buying fucking herbs that go bad yeah well fucking herb once it gets in your fridge it melts like it's <laughs> like i don't know what happens between grocery store and fridge but there's some kind of slime situation that occurs and your herbs are fucking toast every time and it's bullshit well we don't use them quickly enough but also it no, does but turn into you. have you There's, ever seen that meme about grass the is okay outside <laughs> why is grass okay and not slime have you ever seen the meme about avocados where it's like not ripe not ripe not ripe gross <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah it's kind of like that right it's like the, you, that beautiful fresh cilantro you buy at wherever and then you bring it home and like the next day it's just like wet garbage it's yes mm-hmm. 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 so grow your own again grow Yet your own again grow, grow your, your own. own weed grow your own I, I bought basil I bought a pot of basil and I bought rosemary and I'd like to try and grow some other stuff. I think I'm going to try and grow some like fucking tomatoes and lettuce and shit along with my very first weed plant. You've got a sprouter thumb. Mm -hmm. 
fuck yes. Well, no, Charlotte, she was like, no, I just buy mung beans and put water on them and then they sprout and I put them on my salad. So. That's gardening. Uh, <laughs> it is I, to me. Right. Like what is there's like everyone's learning the scallion trick now. Oh, yeah. Right. And that's gardening to me. You can cut your scallions all the way down so it's just the root, basically, where there's little hairs at the bottom and the white part, and then you put those in a glass on your windowsill, and the green tops will grow back. Fucking amazing. That's what I'm saying, Quarantine hacks. Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff. You can make sourdough starter from apple skins. What the fuck? What the fuck, indeed. I don't know how. (laughs) I've just read about it. It's just still an awesome sentence. Yeah, you can somehow recover something from an apple that will make a sourdough starter. Cool. Mm -hmm. See? Damn. It's just wild. All these Amish people right now are just Mm, just yeah. fine. They're fine. The Amish Stay are away from us. It. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. fucking doing great. They're like, we make our own clothes. We have no technology, and I, yeah, we you know everything is fucking right here. Yo, it's all right here. Yeah, it is. Like I'm like, ah, oh, if I'm not on Instagram at every moment, how am I gonna make the day go by? And they're like, oh, what is the? Why are you? What, your brain's broken, dude. I'm thinking, can I, can I be super upfront with you? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about taking a um, technology break. Right now. Full on. Yo, say more. Um, the other day I realized that I had spent all day between my laptop and my phone glued to a screen. My dog was anxious. I hadn't like eaten well. I hadn't really gotten out of the house. I was just like depressed and kind of like reaffirming my depression through technology. Because the algorithm is pumping what you already know back into your head. Yep. And I'd gone down a serious internet wormhole and I was looking up some stuff that was not good for me. And I just got like hooked into that fucking main line of junk. And I realized that I haven't in this whole fucking time of quarantine read a fucking book. I used to be a voracious reader. Like I would polish off two or three novels a week. I haven't read a single book. I haven't gone through Like I get two or three awesome magazine subscriptions that I fucking love. The New Yorker and Vanity Fair. Like really good magazines that I love to sit down and read. I haven't read those. And I've been like working, I've been writing a lot and you and I have been doing stuff and that's good and it fuels me, but just reading and getting the fuck off a screen, I think will feel really good. So I'm going to do like a mandated, maybe 48 hours without tech. Can I do it with you? Would you do it with me? I would love to. I would love to. Like it's going to be really fucking hard even just one day i think would be helpful but i'm gonna try and do two i don't want to get into like rules with you about (laughs) it right now i feel like that's a whole nother thing but like when it comes to like does that mean we have to get all of our work done before that 48 yes then we are free you do that's the key that's it it's like going off grid you know it's like going camping or something where you're just like everyone i'm not available you know obviously like you have to answer the phone in case a family member wants to get in touch with you or whatever the fuck but like yeah. no social media no cracking your laptop to watch hulu no texts no because texts. if i do a text and i open my phone yeah my next move is twitter instagram snapchat okay yeah no texts nope phone if emergency phone mm-hmm. all work done 48 hours yep when are we doing it let's go do you really want to i my have you ever seen uh <laughs> i think the only time you and i could do it would be a weekend because of our pod schedule and work schedule because we're both writing right now and we both have deadlines and then we're dropping the pod monday and wednesday so i think we could do a saturday sunday with some planning let's do it okay can i take mushrooms or molly or do anything you with can that do whatever time? you want you just can't be on your phone or your computer or should I stay sober so I can really experience the withdrawal? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like it, that's like 
yeah, it's like taking painkillers because it hurts. The so one, I'm like already immediately like, all right, let's black out for 48 <laughs> hours. <laughs> the one thing I would say that I would make a caveat for myself uh, would be um, music. I would want to be able to listen to music. And the only way I have to listen to music right now is through my laptop or my phone. So I would say like, you know, you can have Spotify open or something, but that's it. Yes. Or iTunes or however you listen to your music. That's how, like, however I listen to my music. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want to say that I can do that, but no podcasts. No podcasts Mm-mm. and no reading and searching for new artists and then wondering, oh, where are they from? Nope. Because I like that song. And so maybe not even fucking listening to music through the computer. Like maybe if I want to listen to music, I can <laughs> sing. Hi, Bobo. Bobo just did the weirdest walkthrough ever. That was, was so strange. It was wild. Now he's twitching his butthole in my face. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a sign we should sign off. We should we should wrap up. What Bobo's else? asshole is the fucking dinner bell. Yeah, it's like the fucking <laughs> black death star staring me right in the face. Dude, get out of my way. Give it a lick. Come on. No, thank you. Did you hear that? Did you hear that thumb? That kid weighs like six pounds. Why does he sound like a gorilla falling from a he, roof? He is the most graceless animal. <laughs> For a fucking cat, like he is, yeah, he's like a hobgoblin. <laughs> it's crazy to me. So where did you adopt him from under a bridge? I adopted him from my friends Matt and Hildu, who adopted him from under a bridge. Clearly, Jesus Christ, Good fucking Christ. All right, okay. let's do. Wait, we got to shake on a break. Okay, shake on a break with me. Okay. When are we doing it? Let's figure it out because I actually already have plans this weekend, so I'll just need to reorganize those plans if we're gonna do it this weekend. Because I'd rather do it sooner than later. Uh, if I don't do it this weekend, I'm not gonna do it. If I'm gonna be honest. Okay, let's do it this weekend. Okay, deal. Deal. Shake on it. Shake on it, meaning like Saturday morning to Sunday night, basically, right? Monday morning. Okay. Deal. Wow, we just shook on that shit. We just shit. shook on that shit. Whoa. Fuck. All right. All right. Uh, do you want to get into Buds of the Week based on that friendship shake? I do. All right. Who's your foot of the week, or do you want me to go? Uh, I'll go. Okay. Magic Sieber. Fuck yeah. My friend MJ, at Magic Sieber, S-I-E-B-E-R, S-I-E-B-E-R, yeah. MJ is doing trivia Zoom right now, and... It's so fun, and it's been a bright spot for the past two Fridays running. Like, he's putting such amazing fucking graphics up and, like, coming up with, like, really cool categories and telling a story with a theme. And the first time everyone had gotten dressed up, and, like, we all kind of showed up in, like, fancy outfits for this trivia Zoom. And it's just been a fucking blast, and he's brought such joy uh, to my fucking life. So I'm looking forward to playing again. And thank you, MJ, for just being an awesome fucking human. Hell yeah. Also, uh, check out his... uh, I hope it's on YouTube. He has a series that he's making about Hummel figurines. It's very funny. It's like a little web series. It's just fucking crazy and funny. Yeah. yeah. It's good. MJ. It's really good. Holy shit. If we're going to take this uh, break. Yeah. Trivia is on Friday. Yep. So that'll be kind of like our last screen thing is mm-hmm. something fun like trivia. Mm-hmm. Yo, I'm all about this. Are you about this social fucking break or yeah. tech break? Yeah. I just realized I was like, wow, I haven't taken a moment to like just sit in my garden and listen to the wind and the trees you know i had trouble reading out loud the other day yeah fuck yeah it means that like we won't be able to crack our computer if we have an idea to write something down we're gonna have to use a pencil and paper good cool you have nice pencils i do have they're nice pencils. really smooth i know they have like they have a nice uh, uh push they're to them ticonderoga pencils fucking good they're the shit mm-hmm. i love them even as a lefty i don't mind the smear yeah because it's a real nice right yeah they're number twos <laughs> <laughs> fucking nerds <laughs> 
love a number two. Well, this has been the pencil portion of the podcast. Uh, I know this is what you were looking forward to, so you probably fast-forwarded right to here. Uh, who's your butt of the week? <laughs> My butt of the week this week is Chef Sam Knuckles. Mm-mm, friend of the pod, friend of mine, and uh, the, he, he's hitched. Mm-hmm. Husband and wife quarantine team. Beautiful wedding. I mm-hmm. saw some pictures of it on Sam's IG, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they had a... Um, I don't want to say priest because I don't know what their deal is. An efficient? They, they had someone reading mm. and making it official, wearing a mask, a very long social distance away was uh, some witnesses. Mm-hmm. They had a couple people on Zoom who they are enemies with in case there was an objection. Okay. You know, anyone could cut through on the Zoom and be like, Mm-mm-mm. stuff call. like that. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. now it's fucking homie Sam is married. Yeah. It's cool. Fucking congrats, Sam. It was really beautiful to see like, oh, you just really want to be married. Like it's not about the pomp and circumstance of something where you have to, you know, do it for everyone because you're doing it for you. And that's fucking awesome. Is well said. Yeah. Damn. We ended on a really positive note. Yeah. I feel like last up I was like, yeah. and this up I'm like real <laughs> yeah. happy. Yeah. Cool. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for checking in with us in this quarantine episode. And I don't know, hit us up, slide into our DMs. Let us know if you, uh, like our friend Jordan, have polished off a case of cookies. <laughs> Kate's original. Wow. Case gone. We got photographic evidence of an entire case of Tate's having been eaten in this lockdown time. And that's fucking amazing. They are the best cookie. Yeah. They're the best chocolate chip cookie. I've out never there. had one. Oh, fuck. Well, she ate the last. Like, they're. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Shout out Jordan. Um, yeah. Thanks for hanging with us and, you know, keep sending us stories and, and pics of things and, you know, except this weekend because we won't be checking our phones. At Weed Grub on Instagram. WG at Weed is our email if you have things to say to us. Is that it? That's it, yo. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.